Good King St. Wenceslas, we celebrate his feast day every 28th of September. Learn his Christmas routine, which lies behind the popular Christmas carol, and various ways by which he exhibited heroic virtue, even in battle and in death. Oh, what a blessing it is to have a truly Catholic ruler. All this and more is addressed by Father Shannon Collins in the monthly devotions of Holy Mother Church. In this month of September, our devotion will be looking at a particular saint whose feast is on September 28th, namely the Duke of Bohemia, St. Wenceslaus. Now I think that Many of us are familiar with the wonderful Christmas carol, Good King Wenceslas. This beautiful and instructive hymn recounts an actual event in the life of the Duke of Bohemia and the martyr, Wenceslas. It begins with the line, Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. Yes, on the 26th of December, the feast of Deacon Martyr, of the early church, and also the second day of the Christmas octave. Good King Wenceslas looked out and saw a poor and hungry man gathering wood for winter fuel. Again, the carol recounts a real event in the life of the martyr Wenceslas, where he showed tremendous Christian charity towards the needy. Good King Wenceslas was truly a father to the poor, as well as a leader who cared about the souls and bodies of his people. He was willing to face all opposition and resistance from enemies in order to build a true Christian civilization in his land. Every year, on Christmas Day, Wenceslas visited each of the servants and soldiers in his castle and pressed a gold coin into his or her hand while saying, May the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, who was born on this day, bless you and watch over you. Eventually, the king visited the dungeons. The jailers received his blessings and gold, while each prisoner received a personal visit from Wenceslas. He spoke last to an old woman, an old woman prisoner, greeting her with that phrase, May the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, who was born on this day, bless you and watch over you. The king looked into the woman's eyes and saw that they were darker than coal. And he felt sorry that her bad behavior had brought her into this dark prison cell on Christmas Day. What is her crime? Wenceslas asked the jailer. My lord, the jailer responded, she is a pagan witch. She performed pagan rites and led the people in the worship of false gods. At this, King Wenceslas said sadly, "'Tis a pity. Had she been guilty of a lesser crime, had she been guilty of murder even, I would have to set her free to go home and die in her bed amongst her family. You see, for a Catholic leader like Wenceslas, the woman's crime of promoting false worship was far worse than murder for it killed souls. 
and brought men to hell. Then he turned to the old woman and asked, Do you not see now how the Christian religion teaches mercy and kindness? Wenceslaus lovingly commanded her to renounce the devil and her false gods and to accept the true Savior, Jesus Christ. Only say the words I do, said the Christian king, and you shall be rid of your chains on this very Christmas day. The pagan witch lifted up her head and glared at the duke with her black eyes. The scummiest jailer in your castle, she said, is a lord in comparison to the peasants outside. The witch continued, You have no idea what it means to live in a shack, to freeze in the depths of winter, to have rags for clothes and a few sticks for fire. Throw coins to your groveling servants if it makes you feel good before you stuff yourself with rich food. Only don't talk to me of your false charity, unquote. Wenceslaus humbly received this insult. He just shook his head at her insolence and her mischance at freedom. The good king then rode out on horseback towards the villages that surrounded his castle, bringing his blessing and gifts of gold to his people. Eventually, King Wenceslaus returned to the castle to resume his Christian worship and festivities. But instead of feeling better for his generosity, he somehow felt troubled by it. The harsh words of that pagan witch continued to be replayed in his mind. The next day, the Feast of St. Stephen. Wenceslaus heard music and saw much dancing and merrymaking, which continued throughout the afternoon and evening. The king's heart was still not fully into the celebrations. He stood up from his place in the banqueting hall and went up into the ramparts of the castle to take in the cold, fresh air. He looked out towards the village that he had visited the day before, and he then spotted, he saw, a lowly peasant wandering across the fields, bending low every now and then to pick up sticks for the fire. Immediately Wenceslaus felt moved by grace and shouted out to a servant, Bring me food from the table, the best bits, and bring wine, and fetch some logs for the fire. I intend to go out and give these things to that poor man. As the lyrics of the famous Christmas carol read, Bring me flesh and bring me wine, bring me pine logs hither. Thou and I will see him dine when we bear him thither. Stable boys that brought Wenceslaus his horse, while others brought him his winter boots. But the good king would have none of these. Off he went on foot, wearing only the stockings, as he marched with purpose through the snow with one of his servants towards the home of the poor man. During the journey, the servant felt he could go not a step further due to the cold weather, the deep snow, and sheer exhaustion. Falling upon the snow-covered ground, the servant cried out, I can't go on any longer. Wenceslaus said, Good boy, stand up and place your feet in my footsteps. The servant, who always obeyed the king's commands, gathered his strength and rose to his feet. Here, here, said Wenceslaus. This is my footprint in the snow. Place your foot directly on top of it. 
The servant looked down and saw that the footsteps of the Holy King were miraculously illuminated. Seeing the glowing footsteps, the servant placed his foot on that spot where the king's foot had sank into the snow. Instead of cold, the servant immediately felt warmth and energy rising through his body. The king carried on ahead, and the servant followed from behind, now feeling as full of life and energy as if he was striding across an open field in summer. Again, the Christmas carol relates, quote, In his master's steps he trod where the snow lay dinted. He was in the very sod which the saint had printed. Eventually the king and his servant caught up with the poor man, the hungry man, just before he reached his own village. The king then gave him gifts of food, wine, and wood, for which the poor man thanked and blessed him. And upon returning to the castle, the king mercifully released the jailed woman who now had a new appreciation for the Christian religion and the good example of the king. Now, good King Wenceslaus was and is a great example of what a true Christian, a true Catholic ruler ought to be. Wouldn't it be great to have an actual good Catholic ruler. What a blessing it would be. Wenceslaus, it is said, would rise every single night from his bed at midnight, and with bare feet he would visit our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament in various churches. He gave alms generously to widows, orphans, prisoners, and to those afflicted by any difficulty. His people considered him not so much a ruler, but rather as a father to all the wretched. This holy king is the patron of the Czech Republic and whose large statue can be viewed in Wenceslaus Square in the city of Prague. He acknowledged, King Wenceslaus did acknowledge that Christ was the ultimate king of his realm and the Christian gospel and the Ten Commands provided the guiding principles for any human legislation. Wenceslaus built churches, supported bishops and priests, as well as open the frontiers of his kingdom to Christian missionaries. And he was so devoted to the holy sacrifice of the Mass that he prepared with his own hands the altar breads and the wines made from wheat and grapes he planted himself. His austerities and penances were said to equal those of the desert fathers of old. And yes, Wenceslaus was a man of peace. For he imitated the Prince of Peace. When an enemy army invaded his land, Wenceslaus sent the enemy a message declaring that he was ready to accept any terms for peace that were consistent with what he owed God and his subjects. But the leader of the enemy army treated this peaceful gesture of Wenceslaus with disdain. The enemy demanded that Wenceslaus surrender his entire kingdom. Good King Wenceslaus, finding himself obliged to appear in arms, marched against the invader. And when the two armies were near one another, the saint proposed a solution that would spare the blood of many, namely a duel, a single combat between himself and the enemy leader. With his proposal being accepted, the two rulers met in combat. Wenceslaus was only slightly armed, like a David of old, slightly armed, with a short sword and a small shield. 
He then made the sign of the cross and marched boldly towards the heavenly armed foe like a second David against a Goliath. The leader of the army then attempted to throw a javelin at Wenceslaus, but as historians assure us, two angels visibly appeared and protected the saint from any harm. In seeing this wondrous thing, the enemy ruler threw down his arms and falling on his knees, begged pardon and surrendered to Wenceslaus. But the good Lord would ask even more of Wenceslaus, namely that he would be willing to imitate Christ the King even unto death. You see, demonic, pagan forces were still strong in the Christian kingdom of Bohemia, including within the royal family, his own mother, in fact, his own mother, would be the one who would push for the death of Wenceslaus in order that the Christian kingdom of Bohemia might return to its previous dark days of paganism. And this evil woman, this evil woman would use the very brother of Wenceslaus to carry out the assassination. The evil pair would invite Wenceslaus to a special party, pretending to have reconciled their differences. And as the party continued late into the night, Wenceslaus excused himself at midnight in order to offer his customary prayers in the nearby church. Wenceslaus's mother then sent out assassins led by her own son. They attacked and killed the good king at the very door of the church. The martyrdom of Wenceslaus happened on September 28th in the year 938 A.D. But the blood of the saint would bring much fruit, in particular the full restoration of the Christian religion in Bohemia and the social reign of Christ the King in the hearts, minds, and public life of all Bohemians. St. Wenceslaus, good King Wenceslaus, pray for us. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. The Fatima Center operates solely on donations. Please consider making a contribution to Our Lady's Apostolate, even a monthly tithe, trusting that God, who has never outdone in generosity, will reward you. To contact us, please call 1-800-263-8160 or visit our website, Fatima.org. We encourage you to share the light and truth of this monthly devotion with others. Good King St. Wenceslas, Ora Pronobis. Amen.